Yeah, that's All fair. Right, well, I just put a handful of chocolate chips in my mouth, so when I'm done chewing that, we can start this episode. <laughs> we'll begin. Let's begin. Okay, great. Because so let's start excited. this three-hour episode about <laughs> this, <laughs> this episode. Okay, uh, this is Podcast Without a Cool Acronym. We're going to talk about Phineas and Ferb. Um, do you want to say your- I'm Hannah? <laughs> I'm Mara. Get that right out of the way. Uh, okay (laughs) you're our mom who listens to this podcast uh (laughs) just kidding i don't think moms listen to one single episode of it Uh, oh i doubt it why would she what would she get out of that experience we have different interests it's okay yeah (laughs) okay this episode is our first two-parter and boy oh boy is it two parts Um, (laughs) wild (laughs) i mean (laughs) it is i have I say this every time, and this keeps happening, where, like, I'll watch an episode, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I know what happens in this episode. Oh, I know. And then I actually watch it, and I didn't a moderate amount of attention, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what is happening in this episode? I have, like, 20 pages of notes. Okay. Um, not really, <laughs> because Google Docs doesn't keep track of pages, but it feels it feels like a lot. <laughs> a lot of bullet points. Just a, a whole lot of them anyway this yeah. is episode 107 it's about time uh it's a time travel episode it's about time <laughs> would imply it is yeah about time about time <laughs> um <laughs> yeah okay we start uh they're at the danville natural history museum which is the size of the louvre just okay <laughs> i also had that comment i was like opening what thoughts? kind of city museum is this yeah like, i Collins mean i guess maybe some... they service the entire tri-state area but i'm like even, i've been to a natural then. history museum in a pretty large u.s city and it was not yeah. that big also they not have that. so many fossils anyway okay. i know also some of them are <laughs> like full skeletons we can get into that later yeah. um <laughs> i have anyway. so many they're like if you look too closely at any one aspect of this episode it's jarring the, the implications would take weeks to unpack yeah anyway they're at the natural history museum uh lawrence is super excited about fossils um yeah and only becomes more excited as time goes on which is the inverse of the experience i have at museums uh, when <laughs> i go to a museum the first two things i look at i'm like that's interesting and then the rest of the time i'm like can i go home um <laughs> which is what candace is feeling <laughs> she hates yeah. this museum she okay, will not stop uh ripping this museum the whole time yeah it's um, a lot because at the beginning linda goes we're lucky these things are st- aren't still around today referring to a dinosaur and candace goes no uh, lucky yeah. would be if we weren't still here today <laughs> okay i and, know i was like uh every line she wow. is like, <laughs> like all righty wow. also like you're in danville can't you walk home like i feel like i she know right leave right uh, yeah. How far away There's is the There's a mall? bus. She's yeah. taken a bus before. She's whatever. <laughs> she's sprinted the length of Danville before. Yeah. Anyway, that's whatever. True. And then <laughs> we have this little bit uh, where they're looking at local fossils, and Phineas <laughs> and Ferb is like, "Hey, they see a fossil of a dog with a collar okay, on." Okay. Which Bucky. listen? Wait, wait, wait. Not a fossil. I want to point this out. They oh, refer to it true. as a fossil. It's a. It's just it's a, skeleton a skeleton of a dog. It's, it's a dog. It's skeleton. skeletal remains. <laughs> And it has, yeah, a collar on a it. A dog says, corpse. Bucky. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, which is followed up. Okay, so they're like, didn't we have a dog named yeah, Bucky yeah, yeah, who yeah. got sick and went to live on Old mm-hmm. Man Simmons' farm? Ha ha ha. It's like a funny joke. And then, yeah, 
they escalate it <laughs> because he walks two feet to the left and is like here's a fossil skeleton of old yeah. man simmons wearing a overalls yeah i know and i was like i don't think you can put human skeletons of citizens just in a natural history museum right what who, who are the archaeologists doing this work They're, that's also, grave robbing you're just you're just putting a human being like, you're like what old man simmons not have a family yeah do his friends live here what oh, and then also i was like someone murdered old man simmons and oh, put yeah. his body in this natural history museum absolutely uh, which, why is he wearing overalls i know so you'd recognize him how else would you know that it was old man simmons uh yeah so someone killed old man simmons actually side note that makes this the psych episode where they find dinosaur bones oh yeah right? absolutely i was thinking sure. about that okay great just 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 so we all are on the same page yeah so that's uh, terrifying yeah i don't really have any more about that except that it's upsetting like what if you went yeah. to no absolutely like if you went to a natural history museum and they were like this is Rhonda smith she lived yeah. here until one year ago i'd be like uh <laughs> no way what <laughs> Yeah, what what is is right? I just oh jeez, I ridiculous. Anyway, so the first five seconds of this episode are already bonkers. Then, um, we see that there's an exhibit in the Natural History Museum called Gadgets Through the Ages, which I was like, is that natural history? Natural history? Yeah, no. Um, is it natural? Like natural history is like animals and plants and I don't know. Other, like you go to a different museum for like artifacts or maybe it's like a whole. It's a whole museum whatever maybe there's an exhibit called gadgets through the ages because this museum is gigantic mm -hmm. um a tiny squeaky man is giving a tour <laughs> and he explains that he's two and a half feet tall i was like sir okay, no <laughs> sir but also yeah okay go ahead no so he's like he explains that this time machine there's a time machine in the gadgets through the ages exhibit and he's like this time machine was built by xavier onesis and it's like a giant time machine um, yeah. And it's up on a tiny little podium without any glass or rope or signs or yeah. anything. That's like, don't touch this time machine. Yeah. And I was like, if I was there, I would, I would a hundred percent climb into that time machine because there's nothing stopping True. me. Also, he makes like the museum curator makes a joke that's like <laughs> talking about. He's like, of course it doesn't work because if it did work, he'd be with us today. Ha ha ha! And no one laughs, and I was like. <laughs> Man. in fairness to everyone not laughing at that joke um it doesn't really make sense like i was like having a time machine doesn't grant you immortality it just means that you can travel through time so i'm like maybe his time machine worked also that's the first of many many signs that we will get that if you were expecting time travel to make any sense whatsoever in this oh episode it doesn't I like know. i know that time travel is hard to write about yeah and i get that it's a cartoon however <laughs> the mechanics of time travel are bonkers almost non-existent i was like did you yeah. guys have a whiteboard anywhere like they where you wrote this down <laughs> no. anyway uh whatever so there's this time machine it was built by xavier onassis real okay, obadiah bumbly energy um, oh true also um <laughs> this is like kind of relevant i don't know if uh you have ever read or hg wells's time machine story 
but I've I, I also have not. I have listened to the calm sleep story. Um, mm-hmm. Sure, but I'm sure that, that hits the key points. It seems like it I wouldn't know. be that calming of a story. No, isn't it kind uh, of upsetting? It's boring enough that I go to sleep. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, but the upsetting part is where like part of it is like the guy, the time traveler guy, like is proving time travel. Anyway, he like uses his machine and he comes back and he's like like almost dead he's like look sickly and stuff and they're all like oh my gosh what's wrong and he's like i've lived eight days (laughs) or whatever and like like he just has like traveled forward in time and come back i guess so he like lived longer but like it was you know what i mean but he's Mm -hmm. like close to death and every time i watch this episode i'm like this is a little sad (laughs) yeah (laughs) spoilers that happens to them later on um (laughs) i'm just kidding Uh, this is the episode where Phineas and Ferb die. Um, so, yeah, the exhibit's like there. Phineas and Ferb show up and they're like, oh, we're going to fix this time machine because uh, what else would we do? Also, there's nothing stopping us from doing that. Yeah. Um, Phineas yeah. asks where Perry is. Perry uh, jumps into a photo booth because this museum has a photo booth. And that yeah. photo booth is, for some reason, the secret entrance to a lair. Yeah. And I was like, if I was in charge of the alka secret entrance division which mm-hmm. i assume exists of course i'm not sure that a photo booth would be my first choice for the following okay. reasons yeah go ahead um if you're in a photo booth you're a human if you're a human being not a secret mm-hmm. agent in a photo booth mm-hmm. every time i've ever been in a photo booth or a similar structure i just push every button that's in there like i'm messing around <laughs> you're in a tiny space True. also you're a child you're like yeah screwing around in there so like yeah I feel like it'd be really easy for people to find that secret entrance. And the second reason <laughs> is that it literally takes photos. Okay, That's the I know. purpose of a photo booth. And yeah, it does. It takes photos of Perry with his hat on. Yeah. I was like, there's a little Perry, strip of photos. You of left those. Yeah. A secret agent platypus putting on his hat and disappearing down a secret entrance that he just leaves there for someone to find. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, Careless. literally. What meeting were you in where you're like, I think the next, the in the giant, in the 75-acre Natural History Museum, I think we should put our secret entrance in the one place that is under constant surveillance. Because as we learn, the security of this museum is real specific about what they care about, and it is not much. Uh, yeah, that's true. You get away with a lot in this museum. Anyway, that was stupid. So, uh, Perry... <laughs> This is just this this podcast is just me yelling criticisms about this shit. <laughs> I don't know why I just came to that realization. Like I get I I know that I know that's what it is. Anyway, he gets down to his lair. Perry does. Um mm-hmm. and we meet Carl for the first time. I have in my notes. It's Carl in all capitals. <laughs> Wait, he wasn't in any of the other episodes? He was mentioned he by name, on- but I don't think we've seen him on screen. Uh okay, okay. okay. Right? I feel like I would have made a note about that. I don't know. I guess I wasn't paying that close attention. I'm so sorry. But you're probably right. Anyway, Carl's here for the first time. Um, he Because he sits down. Agent P sits down and, and yeah, uh, yeah, monogram's yeah. frozen. And so Agent P's like waving his arms around and then Carl <laughs> comes on screen and introduces himself. He's like, I'm Carl, the intern. Um, oh, yeah. And then he explains that monogram has been frozen all day. <laughs> okay. He's like, you know, he's been frozen since this morning. And I was like, first of all, what time is it? And second of all, can you call Perry the Platypus? <laughs> he has a little watch. Come on, like guys. that's like alarming enough that I'd be like, uh, you don't have like a, a lab or send a text, right. like what? I uh, whatever. 
they don't apparently don't care that yeah. monograms for i'm like has he eaten like is he has he have a heartbeat <laughs> did you check <laughs> you have a like a scanner or something right you could tell anyway whatever monograms were frozen all day carl's a huge dork and he's just like i assume he would tell you to go find new french marts whatever which so, once again we brought this up last episode but there's other villains in the city it could have been any one of them whatever <laughs> so perry leaves he he goes to like find different words to start his little mission back at the museum uh linda and lawrence are uh, both gigantic nerds and uh, uh yeah. for each other candace <laughs> is like still annoyed and she's like walking around complaining about being at a museum again she probably could leave she finds phineas and ferb and ferb is back in his full welding mask with his torch which i was like did you bring this equipment with you to the museum yeah what did you find it somewhere did you go home did and you get steal it? it yeah yeah it was it from a different section of this was it a, a you stole another gadget to build this time machine <laughs> also if they brought it into the museum with them you have to go through like metal detectors when you go into a museum uh they yeah. just let a 10 year old bring I a mean, blowtorch and a wrench right like at the very least you're walking past like a front desk yeah what? even just the wrench like Ferb definitely yeah, brought that wrench just- with him because when they very first are like we're gonna fix the time machine he pulls it out of his pocket it's like a it's like a giant it's as big as Ferb I was like what security guard is like yeah like, yeah what's the worst fine. that could happen kid with a wrench oh my gosh that, that security guard's never played Clue he doesn't know that uh people get murdered <laughs> with wrenches all the time anyway yeah. So they're like fully welding this time machine, whatever. Candace yeah. is like, I'm going to go tell mom. And then there's like a little flash <laughs> where okay. Phineas is messing with this light bulb thing and Candace does a little time loop. Did yeah. you have something to say about that? I just like this whole episode, Phineas is kind of back to being really annoying. And just like, I don't know, maybe it's not on purpose. It's just a byproduct of the time machine. But he like kind of wrecks Candace. <laughs> it feels It feels purposeful. I know. I'm like, I know. I technically, in my brain, I'm like, he can't see what he's doing to Candace, but I'm also like, that eh, feels bad. I think maybe the <laughs> universe hates please. Candace. Um, oh, no. I think maybe a witch cursed Candace. <laughs> uh, it's possible. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, there's like this flash. And we get introduced to this little purple light bulb piece, which yeah. I think, I think, it took me, I rewatched this episode multiple times because I was like, I don't understand why or how these like little time loop things are happening because it seems like arbitrary oh yeah but i think in the museum it's like whoever's holding the light bulb when phineas pushes the little button that person does like a 10 second time loop okay so that's like i assumed that and then we can get into this later but like first of yeah no it's it doesn't stay consistent exactly just like 80% 80% of the time, that's the case. So I assume yeah. that's what's going on. Whatever. It's time travel. Also, uh, it so... seems like Phineas doesn't understand that, though. Like, Oh, no. Uh, he doesn't know what's going on. He's just jamming a wrench into a time I machine know. and being I'm like, like, oh, well, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, sparks. Okay. Anyway. I know, right? I'm like, sure, you're going to electrocute yourself. So Candace walks away with that little light bulb piece, which I was like, did you guys, neither of you noticed her walk away with that? Whatever. Exactly. Uh, Isabella shows up another thing like no is this entire episode like a fever dream no one is acting like themselves nothing makes any sense because isabella shows up uh she's not in uniform which actually is very much like her uh and all the other all the other five girls are she shows up she asks what phineas and verb are doing so far we're on track Mm -hmm. i'm like i know who isabella is i know what she's about 
Uh, yeah. Phineas says they're fixing a time machine, and she's like, "Isn't that kind of impossible?" And Phineas is like, "It's a possibility." Funny. And then Isabel is like, "Well, good luck." Yeah, we're leaving. And she walks away. And they leave. She's like, "Catch up with you later." I'm like, "Oh, Isabel is real casual. <laughs> like, apparently, she's uh, just having a, a day where she's not as into Phineas. I don't know." Yeah, whatever. Listen, you what? know, whatever. that's fair. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I also was like, I don't know, I didn't do this this time, but they bring this back, right? They do another time travel mi- episode with this yeah, yeah. Machine. machine, and I can't remember mm-hmm. if it like intersects time travel-wise with what happens in this episode, or if they're just reusing the time machine. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I don't know if that... question. Part of me is like, there's no way that that explains all of the... <laughs> insane behavior that happens in this episode mm-hmm. yeah but i i love to find clues anyway so whatever <laughs> isabel's been replaced with an alien she leaves perry we're we cut over to perry perry lands at doofenshmirtz evil incorporated which apparently has an outdoor balcony and pool i know i was like doesn't again is a whole different building <laughs> whatever luxurious i well, I, I think um, it just it just takes like i don't know i guess i didn't think it took this long to like really lock down the setting of doofenshmirtz evil incorporated but i don't know that it ever gets locked down per se i think it does become more consistent but yeah and like he has because later he has like the roof that opens and closes and like he has a little balcony but like it's not that's true yeah anyway anyway so he lands perry lands at uh doofenshmirtz evil incorporated and then my next note in all caps bolded (gasps) is oh i forgot it was this one i'm so excited (laughs) yeah (laughs) Because I did, same. because it's only the seventh episode. I was like, this is probably like season two. Let's let's say what happened. So um yeah. this is the this is the Peter the Panda episode. Um, the first one. Yeah. Which seems like, like it should come later. That's what I thought. I also thought like the like meeting of Doofinch like I thought Doofenshmirtz met Peter the Panda in the Meep episode, which is why I thought it was later. No, and I that's think just Peter a, the Panda, a callback, kind of. Yeah, like, I think he yeah. is in that episode, but I mixed it up. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, I just want to say up top, before we really get into this entire mm-hmm. runner mm-hmm. here, For sure. that in an episode that is a two-parter about time travel, arguably one of the more complex <laughs> science fiction concepts, Sure. this subplot is yeah. the most confusing one. Yeah, it, that's true. <laughs> it, uh, well, I will. I don't even. I can't get to it right now. I'm just gonna have to say what happens yeah. and just follow my notes because if I, okay, it's okay. it's fine. Anyway, oh, I I'm having an aneurysm. So yeah, um, oh. Perry gets to different verses. He walks in and Doof immediately is like really flustered and he's like, "Uh, what are you doing here?" And then Perry okay. hears a noise. What? That's like that's was my note is yeah he goes part of the part of us what are you doing here and i was like listen to Mitch Martz, i know that you are uh yeah flustered but like he's here every day <laughs> he comes here every day that's his thing multiple times a day <laughs> he he comes here yeah i anyway. may or may not have an explanation for doof's confusion i probably don't though because nothing yeah. in this entire thing makes any sense at all you're yeah. correct though doofenshmirtz should not be shocked that perry's showing up at his house <laughs> So he's like, what are you doing here? Uh, Perry hears a noise in the closet. And Doofenshmirtz is like, "Uh, I have mice. And then Perry's like, (laughs) shut up. And he opens the door. And it's Peter the Panda. And my favorite thing about Peter the Panda is that I did not realize until this episode exactly how emotive Perry is. Because Peter the Panda is the opposite. He does not show a single emotion 
the entire time. He is a I know a blank panda. I also because he's a I professional, mean, I guess. But I just I, mean, I guess I assumed really. like I know right. I assumed like it was more in the nature of a panda to be less emotive. Listen, That's I'm not a panda fair. expert, but like, I was like, um, well, if I learned anything yeah. from Kung Fu Panda, it's that all pandas are Jack Black. <laughs> um, just kidding. You're right. <laughs> the most emotive man in the world. You're right, though, because his, little, anyway. his little face would be hard to animate expressions oh. onto the way that he's yeah. drawn. But he is—he uh, has the yeah, uh, heck of a poker face, Peter, mm-hmm. the, Peter the Panda yeah. does. Anyway, Perry opens the door, and it's Peter the Panda. And like then we get this incredible scene. Uh, actually, yeah. we don't yet. We get the prelude to an incredible scene. So Doofenshmirtz yeah. uh, has a paw print on his face, <laughs> which is very funny to me. Um, and Doofenshmirtz is like, I've never seen that panda before. I don't, we're not enemies. We're just bad friends. And he's like doing his whole waffly thing, like yeah. pretending he doesn't know what's going on. And Perry is like feeling every emotion anyone's ever felt. Oh he's clearly outraged to start with. And then leaving that moment at its most tense, we cut back to the museum. Yeah. So Candace is running around screaming, holding the weird light bulb that she stole. Um, she gets stopped by a police officer. <laughs> He's dressed yeah. like a cop. Also, this police officer is the only one doing any work really in this museum, and he is not doing that much work. Also, not not only is he the only one doing work, he's the only other person in the museum. Oh, I know. There are no human beings anywhere. Yeah. It's the Flynn Fletcher family, the Fireside Girls, and this and man. That cop. Also, I think maybe he can teleport. He gets across the museum fast and silently the entire episode. It's, I was like, all right, true. maybe you can this time cop- travel. He's a ghost. He's he's a museum ghost cop, and he hates yelling. So he she gets stopped uh, for yelling. He does not seem concerned with the obvious artifact that she stole and is holding in her hands. And he's like, "Stop yelling!" And then she's like, "Oh, that's right. It's a museum. I wouldn't want to wake anyone up." up. Incredible Candace Museum zinger. Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) So funny. Um, There's like a gas leak in this museum, and it's making everyone act crazy. So, (laughs) because what is happening? So she gets kicked out of the museum. She keeps the artifact. He does not care that she's holding a purple light bulb that clearly came from the time machine exhibit. Yeah, which is clear because. Like, the priorities of this museum are made clear when the next scene, which it cuts to her sitting on the oh, steps, yeah. and this other kid comes up and goes, uh, you got kicked out too, huh? And she goes, yeah, I yelled. And he goes, whoa, that's serious. She goes, what did you get kicked out for? And he goes, I stole a pterodactyl. It's not <laughs> like I yelled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So also, really, I guess the material objects are not the focus here. <laughs> I want more of that kid's story. I know. I also said that. And when He's I was watching it, I was good. like, I feel like in the original script, this was Buford, and then like they couldn't get the voice actor that day, so they're like, ah, draw a different mm. kid. That's true. I mean, I don't think that's actually true, but I'm like, that seems like a Buford move. Yeah, <laughs> Just steer, steal does. a pterodactyl. Anyway, so then she immediately starts freaking out on that kid. She's like, you have to help me get back in. And I was like, oh, that kid needs to leave. So, and I was also like, at no point in here does she call Linda? Like, does, I mean, does Linda turn her phone off in museums? Like, Candace has know. a phone. Anyway, she has to run 40 miles through this museum to find her. So she's like, yeah. you gotta help me sneak back into the museum. And this kid is like, oh, I have a plan. And so he goes in and yells. <laughs> and they deploy, I'm not joking, four police officers to, <laughs> to yeah. stop this kid from yelling. And then Candace sneaks back into the museum. So we don't have then time Candace, <laughs> we, I mean, yelling is apparently the only crime they care about. Uh, stealing is fine. 
So Candace <laughs> runs into Jeremy, who's working at the slushy dog inside the museum. Yeah. And I was like, this museum seems awesome. Okay, I know. Also, like, is every slushy time I've dog? ever been in a museum, I'm like, this museum should have a McDonald's in it. And mm, this one does. That's and that true. seems perfect. That's, that's great. I also feel like, not to criticize... I guess maybe this is not a criticism, but more of a <laughs> admiration. But Jeremy is working all the time. <laughs> oh, he is. Jeremy is only ever at. Slushy I mean, Dog. I guess that's a summer job, like he'd summer right? yeah, school like you're or whatever. Working at, yeah, he is working a lot, though. You're correct. I think maybe in later episodes he like does stuff with his friends, but uh, he's true. he's on the grind, man. He's uh, yeah. he's hustling. I do have questions about the slushy dog employment structure because he's at a different yeah. location every time. Exactly. And I was like, how does that work? Like, does he just show up at a different one every day? Do they text him? Is it like an Alka situation? Does he go to a secret (laughs) slushy dog lair in the morning? And then they're like, "Uh, you got to go to the museum slushy dog. (laughs) I hope it's like that. Also, there's like so many. Because later we know that. Isn't there one in City Hall? Yeah. And like. City Hall location. (laughs) There's four other locations. Uh... There's one at Mount Rushmore. I'm like. Yeah. What? kind of empire has slushy dog built you know anyway it's a good question um also he like is complaining about working there he's like ah it's such a drag and i was like that seems like a dream job like if i got to work at if you have to work at a fast food chain the one inside the museum is the best one because no one's gonna like especially this museum because it's full of exclusively ghosts i'm like (laughs) you don't have to talk to any customers all day you can sit in a museum and eat fries and just hang out anyway yeah jeremy makes a joke where he's like it feels like by the time my shift is over i'll be part of the fossil exhibit um which i think he came up with four hours before that Uh, (laughs) he's been waiting for three days on his museum slushy dog shift to use that once on anyone (laughs) on anyone he says it to every customer that comes up i'm like jeremy's working for tips he's not saving his best material for candace Um, (laughs) candace laughs like a complete unhinged maniac and is like part of the fossil exhibit that's a good one one. and i was like oh boy we then do like this little weird so Phineas and ferb are testing the circuit quantum stabilizers sure and it kind of it causes candace her little light bulb glows and she loops back in time and she does the crazy laugh again and she does that like three or four times and then she loses back yeah. in time where she like does her creepy hello Jeremy laugh. <laughs> and at that point Jeremy's like, uh, Candace, you're kind of freaking me out. And I was like, This is this is where your point is. This is the point where you're like, hey, maybe this girl has something going on. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. As we've discussed, Jeremy's equally insane, but that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, Candace is like getting her life actively ruined by this light bulb. And then a cop walks up to the cop, the only the cop. <laughs> Uh, walks yeah. up to Phineas and Ferb is like, hey, aren't you guys a little young to be working in a museum? Because people keep seeing them doing obvious crimes. And their first assumption is that the Danville Museum of Natural History hired two literal children that. to fix an exhibit. Because <laughs> uh, that's something that you do to exhibits and that you hire nine-year-olds for. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. He did let a child steal a pterodactyl earlier. So I know, apparently right? he doesn't care. He's literally like, can I get you boys anything? Anything at all? And I was like, sir ask a follow-up question ask to see some id for heaven's sake oh my gosh phineas is like we're missing this light bulb and he's like great i'll keep an eye out for it then finally we cut back to doofenshmirtz (laughs) boy oh boy oh boy oh boy he (laughs) sends a breakup text to perry he's like uh 
Peter the Panda is my new nemesis. Heartbreaking. Um, he's like, we met at an Evil Genius Expo in Seattle. Pause. Yeah. Evil Genius Expo <laughs> in Seattle. Yeah. Who's who's organizing that like I, we know he has a local chapter of love muffin although i don't think he comes right. up with that until later actually yeah i don't so yeah, apparently there's just like i'm like if someone came like to rent my like, venue yeah, booking and was like yeah i'm having an evil genius someone. expo i'd be like cool well i've seen one cartoon and i don't think you should do that here <laughs> whatever <laughs> also i'm like later in the series when Doofenshmirtz goes out of town to do things, either by himself yeah. or at an expo, they send Perry. Perry yeah. goes with him. That's so true. I was like, Perry wasn't assigned that day to be at the Evil Genius Expo in Seattle? That seems like an oversight. Whatever. Okay, my questions were, A, so, so they met at the Evil Genius Expo. Does that mean that Peter the Panda was someone else's nemesis? Also, yeah, I have so many questions about this. Yeah, because also that means that implies that Peter the Panda is not working with Alka and that he is either part of another secret animal organization, right? Which is infringing on Alka's uh, jurisdiction, jurisdiction, yeah, and uh, or he's just like some freelancer guy who's walking into evil genius expos looking for people to fight, and I don't, or or. He oh, is okay. part of Alka, and uh-huh. Alka is the worst run organization, <laughs> literally of all time. You know, that's actually the highest possible <laughs> organization without a cool acronym. Organization with no nothing. Organization, they, no communication, <laughs> no hierarchical structure. Like, yeah. what are they doing? I'm like, this. This feels to be like just a bureaucratic oversight. Just like some kind of yeah. Like know, what that does make the most sense? Yeah. Well, and I have more questions about this later because it it gets only more convoluted with time but i was like if this is by assignment right like if peter panda really is his nemesis like assigned Mm -hmm. then why didn't perry get an email like why no one told him yeah like friggin monogram and carl are just like well he'll figure it out when he gets there like i guess monogram is frozen but they didn't make that decision this morning right what so anyway we'll get more into that later um he's like peter the panda be a deer and go get us a soda and i was like what is happening uh is fully breaking up with barry the platypus uh peter brings yeah. back two sodas for him and Doofenshmirtz, which is <laughs> okay. cold i was like i know peter the panda is i don't know what i i, I was just either. like whoa that is a uh, yeah, power was, move and a lot. kind of unprofessional uh I know. dramatic and just not that polite you know i know right yeah i i have a soft theory about this entire thing which i'll bring up later because i feel like i need more evidence because it feels crazy to say now but uh, okay that's fine we'll re we'll revisit it okay we're gonna spend 75 minutes on this anyway duvidsburg tells me he's like i just want a clean break (laughs) i was like you've hung out seven times (laughs) anyway um bless you he resumes his whole scheme with peter the panda and then like perry doesn't leave awkwardly yeah and then Doofenshmirtz like backs Perry out of the room and shuts the door in his face <laughs> sorry Mara <laughs> no, I'm so um, sorry. just kidding uh yeah so he like shuts okay. the door in Perry's yeah. face Perry walks down a hallway clearly devastated like he is the saddest 
character I've ever seen. His He's little so face. I was like almost started crying. I was like, this is the hardest thing I've ever watched. I know. Anyway, again, we cut back at a really tense moment uh, to Candace in the museum. She runs into the cop and screams. Uh, He takes the light bulb. Okay, no. What? Go ahead. No, no. Okay, isn't there a part? We can cut this out, but there's a part where Lawrence and Linda are talking, and Lawrence goes, like, can I have. $5 that's later the audio? i have a note oh, okay. about that all right uh-huh. great well you keep going then <laughs> sorry i did take no, these in chronological okay. order i promise but i appreciate you bringing that up because it is crucial okay and good important. i just forgot where it was because their little runner is my favorite part of this i, yeah. I it's yeah. the only part that makes any sense so yeah candace is at the museum she runs into the cop she screams and he goes stealing part of a display is very serious and takes the lipo from her and i was like she had that the last time that you kicked her out of the museum it's true. She was holding it before. And so then, was that kid with a pterodactyl. Yeah, that kid was holding a pterodactyl skeleton when you kicked him out for yelling. Yeah, he's like, it's almost yelling serious, which is <laughs> funny. Uh, Phineas hits the little thing again, and the light bulb flashes, and it transports the cop, because he's now holding it, back to where he was talking to Phineas and Ferb. So I was like, not this light bulb doesn't only... Like, it creates a time loop that only affects the person holding it, yeah, And it transports them not only in time, but also in physical space. So, like, they move along their personal okay, but... timeline, I guess. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Because I was like, otherwise, if they were moving back in time for everybody, either no one would notice that the loop was happening, yeah. or that one person who was affected would be, like, duplicated, right? Like, he would right. get sent back in time. But they would also But he in. would be still where he was standing, and then past version of him would be talking to Phineas and Ferb. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess Whatever. it just like moves that person backwards along their own. It just like rewinds them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think about it any harder than that because my brain is already melting. It will explode. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, so he's back talking to Phineas and Ferb and Phineas is like, yeah, we need this light bulb. And he's like, oh, this one that I'm holding? And then he gives it back. <laughs> so the cop hands them the light bulb. Perry we're back to Perry. He walks outside and it's raining and he looks so sad. I know. He's crying little platypus tears because Aww. his little semi-aquatic heart is broken. Um, <laughs> the saddest song in the world plays. He turns around and sees a sign that says Better Panda Restaurant, which is funny but also but so crushing. Not funny. <laughs> it, is, it is rough. Also, a- yeah. sorry the song that plays is like i think it's supposed to be but it's exactly like that song from toy story when like jesse is talking about her right that is what it is it's the piano but this one is sadder it hits it is it hits harder oh man and there's like a little montage of flashbacks of like him and do fighting and i was like this is proof that like tv can just manipulate me into feeling any emotion (laughs) I know. Because like it's it stupid. Four notes, right? And I was like, it's a montage oh, of no. a platypus and a man in a lab coat fighting each other <laughs> to a song that like has some slow piano in it, and I'm crying. Yeah. Uh, I'm anyway, him and Doof are doing is a montage. Perry's sadly he walks. I didn't catch this, but he walks mm-hmm. um like sadly back across his lair, and Monogram oh, yeah. and Carl just watch him, and he takes and off then... his hat and puts it back in its little glass case. I, I was like, he's retired. He's like done. He was so, so sad. Sad. Oh, it it was gut wrenching. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. So I was also, this is the point where I have like a paragraph note about like what Alka is doing. Because (laughs) I was like, if this was an official assignment, they fully dropped the ball. Everyone should be fine. Yeah. Garbage. Absolutely. Even if it wasn't an official assignment, like they keep track of their animal agents, right? Like if Peter Clapanda is employed by Alka, they should know where he is. And they're also, they have so much surveillance on Doofenshmirtz. Like, there's literally no way that they didn't know that Peter the Panda was at Doofenshmirtz's house today. Exactly. Or- also, okay, I just, I feel like, though, because later, Alka, like, uh, maybe two other, three other times, Alka, like, says, like, Perry, you have to be relocated, or, like, you're signed to a new villain, you know? And yeah, so it's, I'm like, a like, big deal. It feels like they would have let him know. Yeah, they also clearly care about jurisdiction because of that time he goes to Canada and they're like, you can't do this, it's not your jurisdiction. Exactly. Which, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I just, like, I'm like, so many people dropped the ball here. It's Monogram's fault. Uh, He should feel terrible about himself. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, we're back at the museum. Lawrence asks Linda if he can have $5 for the audio tour. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best part. Yeah. First of all, there's like a few things about this, right? Like Lawrence is an adorable nerd. Um, Linda is clearly in charge of this household. And then I have like this little side note, which is like so stupid. And like this episode is already so long. Um, But I was like, does Lawrence not carry cash? Does he not have $5? I know. And then I was like, maybe he doesn't know how American currency works. That's true. That's, you know, that's likely. <laughs> and I also, do you remember a long time ago when I was like, I have a theory that maybe Linda, when she was an astrophysicist, brought Lawrence back, like, forward from the past. It's like a Kate and Leopold situation. And so he doesn't understand anything about oh modern life. God. But he's just like, this is you fun. Because um, that would also make sense. Like, maybe he yeah, just doesn't understand tracks. money because he's, he's, he's from the past. Yeah. Also, okay, then Linda goes, ugh, amateurs. <laughs> Whoa, whoa i was like whoa all righty different ways okay. to enjoy a museum melinda i kind of yeah. like audio tours have you ever been in a museum where you went on an audio tour i think i remember the audio tour from alcatraz didn't we oh do that? yeah i feel like that's we like... might have okay i think that's the only one i remember but it was it was fun it was kind of yeah. nice you know right it, it like, is nice because you like don't have to listen to a piece. living person or whatever and you can kind of go your own there's an audio tour at uh, Westminster Abbey in London, oh, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. uh, what's his name who does Scar in Lion King? James oh, Earl Jones. No. Wow, is that him? no? No, it's a British guy. What's his? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. That's who it is. Yeah, yeah. He does the audio okay. tour for Westminster Abbey. Hot tip. Anyway, Candace runs up to tell Linda what the boys are doing, and she's like, "Ferb is using that hose thingy that makes scarf scar- sparks." Uh, and he's wearing the mask that goes like this, and she does the little mime of the welding mask. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, uh, it's so funny. Yeah, this is where I have the note that's like, there are no other human beings in this entire museum. Then we cut back to Phineas and Ferb at the time machine, and Phineas glides up on a scooter. Yeah. Which yeah. comes in later. I had to rewind to see this part. And he goes, hey, oh, yeah. Ferb, you got that thing working yet? Which means he is Yay. A, not helping Ferb at all, <laughs> and B, just riding around a natural history museum on a razor scooter. Which apparently I is guess. fine. Which apparently is cool to do, as long as you're not yelling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Candace runs up on the boys right as they, like, turn on the time machine or, like, finishes screwing in the light bulb, and they all get transported to the past. 
Yeah. Uh, and then Linda walks up to an exhibit that is clearly missing, surrounded by blueprints <laughs> and a myriad of tools. And it's just like, well, nothing yeah. to see here. Uh, I don't know what Candace was talking about. Back to my fossils. Yeah. And then Candace and the boys appear in dinosaur times. And a T-Rex <laughs> immediately demolishes their time machine. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, marks the halfway point in this episode and mm-hmm. uh, the point where I will hand it off to you to continue recapping. Right. I will probably interrupt you a lot because a that's lot great. of my notes are in the second half and also no, uh, that's what, what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, please continue. <laughs> okay, great. Well, uh, I just want to start with, okay, so then it like kind of fades out. I'm sure there's commercials, fades back in. And it's like the scene from a little different perspective and it's like the three of them and there's a t-rex but all the pieces of the time machine are gone oh really and i was like where did they go and you don't see them again they're just gone i was like what okay anyway crazy uh yeah so phineas goes don't make any sudden movements like keep your voice low and then candace is like starts she goes she screams and like raises her, yeah. her arms around and yeah runs away <laughs> okay but then phineas goes oh it worked Ferb. <laughs> i guess we should go rest <laughs> candace and i was like dude dude <laughs> it, i can't explain to you how much it didn't work i mean it did <laughs> yeah. you are technically back for in time. you also yeah I, did they like type in a year or like did they just like it just randomly well, sent them back in time. I guess it's it like on like a they, shuffle setting. A, a lever, right? Yeah, like, but a lever is not a precise measurement of. That's what I'm saying. But like, so yeah, I don't know how they've been going from year to year. Like, I guess that's just a. All right. I don't well, know. Whatever. whatever. I'm just saying, like in the DeLorean, you type it like October 5th, 1955. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's yeah. some screen that we don't see. But I mean, also, they were just like jamming tools into there, like causing random time loops. So uh, I feel like That's they were just true. like, oh, push the button, see where we end up. And like, yeah. thankfully, it was a year when Earth existed and they weren't just shot into space to die. <laughs> thankfully, yeah. <laughs> Although this is a close second. <laughs> That's <is> true. <laughs> okay, so... The next part is they like get on the scooter and Phineas goes, oh, but we don't have helmets. And then they like, the T-Rex is chasing up to Candace. It cuts back to Phineas and Ferb on a scooter. They're wearing turtles as helmets, Mm -hmm. which I guess is like a reference to the Flintstones. I've never seen the Flintstones, but that's Mm -hmm. what it said. I think that's borderline animal abuse. Okay. It's also ridiculous because their sister is getting chased by an apex predator and they stopped to catch a couple of turtles and convince them to sit on their heads. Yeah. Also, and then <laughs> they they start chasing Candace. Candace falls in the mud where the like footprints is. Mm-hmm. Footprint that was then a fossil in the museum. So Lawrence, yeah, this fossil logic is shaky at best. Yeah, absolutely. Because then in the future where Lawrence is in the museum, it, it like he sees it and he's like, oh, that looks just like Candace. So then he goes to show Linda. But in the past, the boys run over the uh-huh. Candace part with their scooter and they uh okay also they like ride up next to Candace and they go hey Candace what you doing <laughs> and she's <laughs> understandably upset she goes oh I oh, know just running for my life <laughs> I was like everything like I get that Candace wasn't in a great museum at the, or a great mood at the beginning of this at the museum but like absolutely everything she does from here on out is fully justified I'm like exactly you should get to kill Phineas and Ferb <laughs> Like, yeah. This is, yeah. It's so 
so frustrating. Yeah. Candace is having a heck of a, of a day. I know. Uh, and then they like all, so she like, he goes, oh, hop on. Whatever. Uh, so she hops on the scooter. They all ride away from the T-Rex. And then they like ride off the cliff and all jump onto this, these vines. Yeah. Okay, no. <laughs> they do. <laughs> because uh, while they're driving, Phineas goes, fantastic motoring, Ferb. And then one second later, oh, yeah. Ferb drives directly into a lake. Yeah, and I was like, not fantastic motoring, Ferb. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Exactly. Uh, anyway, so they like go through this whole thing because she's like, "How is this better?" And he's like, "It's a vegetarian. We're yeah. made of meat, ma'am. We're made of okay, meat, ma'am." Listen, they the dinosaur puts them down on the other side of the river, and then it cuts scene to them walking back with their scooter, which they somehow recovered from the lake and crossed over again. And then they're walking back to the footprint and realize it's like the same fossil that's in the museum. That logic doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Yeah. No idea. (laughs) Doesn't Phineas go, hey, this footprint looks familiar. And I was like, all dinosaur footprints look the same. (laughs) Yeah, he does. He's like, this is the fossil in the museum. I'm like, you don't know that? Also, for that to be true, the dinosaurs are about to get obliterated right now today. Like, an extinction level event is going to happen this afternoon. And you're here. And it was probably their fault. Probably. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Denise and Ferb wiped out the dinosaurs in this episode and just have it (laughs) off screen. Yeah. So then Phineas is like, watch and learn. And he writes a message to Isabella saying that they're like stuck in 300 million BC and need another time machine. And uh, Isabel and the Fireside Girls happened to be looking at the fossil at that time. Right. Convenient. <laughs> Unrelated, this, like, fossil message for help would be an incredible prank. Oh, absolutely. Like, if I was an archaeologist and I dug up a fossil, I'd be like, <laughs> you know what I can do. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, this entire episode is like, like no wonder be. the archaeologists at the Danville Museum of Natural History have fully given up. It's because they've all been driven mad by this sheer inconsistency. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They're like, our fossils keep changing! <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds crazy. I don't know. I don't know what. Why. Someone yeah. stole a pterodactyl earlier? Imagine if you found that pterodactyl skeleton, the entire thing, too, and then, yeah, someone just stole it, and yeah. everyone else was okay with it. Yep. Yeah, so they, like, go over, Isabel and the Fire Girls walk over the time machine thing, but, and she says, she goes, open to your Time the travel time travel section section. Of your manual. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Isabella rewrote the Fireside Girls manual. Right. I was like, the Fireside Girls are the CIA. And also, yeah, she 100% wrote a separate manual for her Fireside Girls, which is yeah. terrifying. She's like, turn uh, to the witchcraft chapter of your Fireside Girl manual. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they construct this time machine, except the blueprints accidentally say time machine. So they like, yeah, are getting ready to go and they pull the lever and a little like, thing comes out. I know. I was like, not right. how blueprints work. Also, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. I know. No, okay. She. I was also like, <laughs> what that says to me, right? That because yeah. Penny has made those blueprints. I was like, what that means is that Ferb did 100 percent of the work on this time machine and also did not use Phineas's blueprints because he was like, That's you know, who true. doesn't know how to build a time machine? Phineas. We didn't also, even spell it correctly. Why? I don't like. I. Why would they need blueprints? It was already made i know they were just fixing it anyway whatever uh questions isabella takes matters in her own hands she constructs her own i mean she fixes it basically and uh goes back in time cut back to the b plot (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Divich Mertz Evil Incorporated, Peter the Panda and Divich Mertz are fighting, and Peter the Panda like rips a hole in this picture of Divich Mertz. Yeah, which, the file photo. The file photo. It's a picture of like Divich Mertz smiling. He has like a beach background, which, okay, A, props to Divich Mertz for hanging a picture of himself that he enjoys on the wall. Like I love that. Everyone I should print selfies and hang them in their own houses. Yeah. Um, we also like understand how like he's like oh you're gonna rip it and then he like flashes back to oh i remember this picture and i guess he like just went to a photo place to get his picture taken yeah it was the day i got my picture taken yeah okay which either means that a there's some kind of undercover agent like carl in the photo studio or right a better my preferred (laughs) plot is that dubinchmer sent them that file I do, and I that. hope it was that like, one. when they assigned Barry. They're like, "Here's yeah. your welcome packet. Please include a wallet photo." Yes, and he uh, chose that photo. A and thousand percent, that is great. what happened. Yeah. I I love that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and then he like flashes back, and the My Nemesis song plays, which is also a yeah. catchy one. And like a band comes in. This band yeah. that looks like the Beatles. If uh, the Beatles decided to do a group Scooby Doo Halloween costume, and then one of them didn't show up. <laughs> true <laughs> i was like yes. uh, anyway so they're playing yeah. the nemesis song. So yeah they do the nemesis he has his whole flashback and then peter he like comes back to real life and peter the panda has taken his chance and is dismantling the freezinator but he's just like sitting on the ground poking it with like a screwdriver yeah. <laughs> i was like peter technique that phineas was employing earlier with the time yeah machine. Yeah, I was like, this does not seem that effective for destroying a holinator. I don't know if you're new, but uh, you know what? Whatever. He's a, it's a fine touch. Fin- or Perry just like obliterates whatever it is. Exactly. And is like, I'm going to take out a crucial bomb. I'm just going to take out a spark plug. So yeah. I won't be able to do it. I guess that works too, but you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. So then Doofenshmirtz gets all sad and he like runs away crying and then it cuts to this like studio yeah like a, this like is the TV point studio at which i was like i'm gonna have a nervous breakdown because this invites even more questions about oh i know and its affiliate agencies mm-hmm. and what they are doing yeah sorry because this can't going. be no it's okay this like can't be a real tv show like that doesn't make any sense it's this not because be- at the beginning there's a cue card that says the super secret spy network it's like yeah. a little title card. And I was like, is this like yeah. internal programming for Alka? Like, maybe. Who's watching it? This and is like, like part have... of their sensitivity training. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have a number of theories, right? Like, maybe it's a contained... Like, if Alka, as we've posited previously, is like a large-scale mm-hmm. rehabilitation program for right. villains, right. then maybe this TV program is just like a an isolated... Right. Like to that it's end, like it's like a lab, right? Like there's a bunch yeah, of scientists exactly. behind a two-way mirror somewhere, like reviewing this tape for information. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make sense because yeah. later on, it turns out that a couple of the people in this program are working for Doofenshmirtz. They're like on his side, which yeah. I'm like, I guess maybe in an even more meta sense that that yeah. that would work. I don't know. Anyway, yes. but yeah, the audience is composed entirely of evil scientists and their, and their animal nemesis. agents. Yeah, just what? hanging out. Yeah. I don't know. It's because that wild. was like, this is my other theory, right? So yeah, he's on, sorry, I'm like really jumping the gun on this. No, but it's okay. He's like on this Dr. Feel Better show, right? Which is like this Dr. Feel right. Ripoff. 
with yeah, exactly. Harry and Doofenshmirtz. And I was like, if all of that is true and they're in like an Alka lab right now or yeah. whatever, does that mean that this entire Peter the Panda debacle is like a staged experiment? Mm. Like, like Alka did assign Peter the Panda to like follow Doofenshmirtz home and like to see, just like to see how Doofenshmirtz would react or like to like test him in some way. Hmm. Like, is this just like a wildly unethical experiment on the part of Alka and then also like they didn't tell Perry because like I don't know like he has to be a constant or something like I was just like like is this like a a annual Mm -hmm. review where they're like well we gotta find out if (laughs) Doofenshmirtz really does love Perry the platypus his nemesis so we have to run this insane cruel test to find out if that's the case (laughs) like what that is so off the wall insane yeah but also, like, why else would this be happening? Like, I I don't understand. Because the only other explanation, really, is that Doofenshmirtz did all of that. Okay. Which, like, we can talk about when we get to his plan, but I'm like, that yeah. is a level of competence that I find unbelievable. A lot. <laughs> like, a- absolutely. I don't know. I have yeah. more notes about this, but why don't you tell us what happens in the, okay. the plot? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah, so like you said, it's like this Dr. Phil ripoff, all the secret agents and evil scientists are in one room they're the studio audience uh-huh. okay there's like the two chairs and then the you know dr phil guy on stage so first of all he introduces perry though and perry's not wearing his fedora but doofin schwartz knows it's oh perry yeah the i made that a note Whatever. again i think that just like comes in later like that he develops I that guess. psychosis at a later time i don't know what yeah that, uh, yeah i don't know uh anyway so they do this whole like talking thing because the dr phil guy is like he says, like, how do you feel, Perry? And Dippersworth goes, he doesn't talk. And he goes, oh, and this lack of communication is a barrier between you. And he goes, oh, he's an animal. <laughs> that was another anyway. question. I was like, assuming that this program is exclusively for Alka agents, do you not know no, how no, animals yeah. work? None of them. Exactly. That's the anyway. whole thing. Yeah. Oh, so boy. anyway, they go through that. And then he's like, did you know Peter the Panda is backstage? And he goes, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah they also then, all boo peter the panda like it's his fault and he wasn't was literally like, just doing his job whoa 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 guys Aggressive. i know that maybe he's not the favorite but like that's harsh come on anyway yeah, yeah so then they like also Peter the panda there's like this weird bit where he like the, they like show all these stuffed armchairs stacked up like thrown into a pile yeah, he's Dr. like curling them yeah, Dr. Phil goes, thank you, Peter the Panda. I meant to stack those chairs. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, also, have, has this audience just been watching Peter the Panda throw chairs for like 15 minutes? Because that's after, like, it cuts away to like dinosaur plot or whatever yeah. and then comes back to that. And I was like, have you just, you just been throwing chairs this whole time? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Really weird. Anyway, so then, yeah, so it cuts to uh, the dinosaur part because they, Isabella and them show up and they're like, oh, we're saved. But then they like, they all get in they have to it's a time machine that has to be plugged in yeah it's like oh that was dumb it (laughs) really is Candace is right I did a little bit of research about this because it like shows the little plug or whatever and I was like yeah when when did Xavier Onassis build this time machine because like how old are true plugs well okay I I mean I looked it up you mean because like maybe Phineas and Ferb added that or whatever that's what i was gonna say that's fair but anyway go ahead so 
No, I just I did some research. It turns out that yeah. the parallel flat pin plug design was introduced in 1912. So oh, sometime okay. after that is what Xavier Onassis, I guess, hmm. made this time machine that plugs in. Fair. Whatever. <laughs> what if you made it in like 1999? Like <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, this guy's like in it's like 1985, and he's like, man, I think yeah. I'm a time machine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's like still around. His okay. skeleton's in that museum. and here is the skeleton of xavier onassis yeah who passed away earlier this week (laughs) yeah right uh today in this museum um (laughs) yeah this is also where i have a note that i was just like candace is absolutely correct to be furious about everything that has happened today like what i know rip rip candace uh yeah so then it cuts does it sorry i think this like, they do like a whole like uh she is like where are we gonna find a electricity or whatever and yeah. she like, holds up the plug and then gets struck and by lightning exactly. and they okay, get yeah. like 1.21 gigawatted back to the future, <laughs> no. the future. um yeah. and they and somehow the, bring a t-rex with them yeah i don't understand the again the physics of it's, this time i guess there. it's like a proximity thing but like that wasn't but, like, true when they were just holding only... the light bulb like how are they bringing the also, t-rex back and not like the whole environment the, the i mud, don't know the how plant? i just all the dinosaurs but yeah Yeah. i I think it is working just on like stat like uh living things somehow and also when they were all holding that light bulb it wasn't plugged into anything exactly that's like a magical object this time travel machine is just yeah it yeah xavier onassis was a wizard and that was his time travel (laughs) crystal and it's magic all right i accept that explanation that makes the most sense great yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's like back to the show and Doofenshmirtz reveals that. Okay. So actually, first of all, he like feels guilty. He had asked for Perry to be his nemesis again. And Perry like puts his hat back on. And then he goes, he like traps all the agents in their chairs. Yeah. And he's like, you destroyed my fake Freezinator. This is my real Freezinator. And someone wheels out. Yeah. A, a like a tech. Yeah. He just brings it like, out. It also okay. says real Freezinator on it, which is very funny. <laughs> I know. I had that note. <laughs> okay, but then he divulges that he's going to freeze the agents for his giant chess set. I was like, yeah. that's terrifying. I was like, what? what? He's like, oh I assembled God. all the best secret agents in one room, which was the point at which like, I was like already reeling from this entire thing yeah. and all the questions that i had and i was just like did doofenshmirtz know about this show like yeah. was what? this his goal did he build this like is this his creation because okay, but that crew member at least and that like dilbert host guy are in on okay it. i also thought he reminded me of <laughs> <laughs> was exactly like that. dilbert i was like there's no way that's not the same comic uh anyway yeah and i was like that seems like a crazy level of competence for I know that's what I had I was like this is the only one of his plans that actually makes sense and is thought out well but it doesn't because like at no point does he I mean, really like, I mean uh, it just seems like I don't know I don't know that he orchestrated that because then like what was that whole thing with Peter the Panda and Perry the Platypus like why yeah. like he his plan was like I'm gonna break up with Perry the Platypus yeah uh and then they're gonna put me on this show or i'm gonna invent this show and then the studio audience either yeah like he knew about it or made it up yeah it's also never mentioned again so it's so confusing but it's like it's like a whole studio yeah there's a whole it's a whole thing i'm so confused 
Yeah. <sighs> I don't understand what's going on. Also, are there other episodes of Doctor Feel Better? Because I I'd watch them. Um, See, I like what other that. issues could he even be addressing? Ex- I no idea. <laughs> oh no. Okay, well, this is the most confusing thing I've ever watched. I don't yeah. understand what's happening. This is a dream someone had. Also, it's funny that the super secret spy network just has a giant sign on the side of their building that says SSSN. Okay, I saw um, that. I was like, wait, what? What? What in the world? Also, like, what is the super secret spy network? Is that, that's like a larger that umbrella lady? organization that yeah, includes Alka? Is it like a TV network that only creates spy content? Confusing. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, I'm exhausted. Uh, yeah. So then. Anyway, he, like, reveals his plan, and then he goes over, and he, like, says goodbye to Peter the Panda, but Peter the Panda, like, kicks him in the face, and all the agents... Actually, Perry smashes the remote with his chair, yeah. and all the agents get out and start fighting. Um, they start okay, immediately but- beating the crap out of their scientists, and I was like, your yeah. scientists didn't do anything! They're sitting in a exactly. studio. I was like, you were just all sitting together enjoying this TV show. What happened? They were also probably anyway. getting frozen for the giant chessboard. Again, yeah. an insane idea. Like, what was the end? Yeah. He was just gonna play chess? Just giant chess with a bunch of animals. Oh, just boy. Weird. Okay. Okay! Also, then Perry, they, like, fight for a minute, and then Perry just, like, leaves. He, like, tips his hat to Peter the Panda and just... He's like, you got this, I there. think. He's like, have a nice day. My job oh, is boy. done. I was like, okay. I was like, Perry, enough. you were weeping earlier. I know, I know. You need to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you need to unpack. You need a week off. Then the Frasionator blasts out of the ceiling, the real one, and it, it's the T-Rex in the museum, right when Candace is, like, don't go in there there's a giant dinosaur who's gonna eat you which like okay also yeah. i'm really sorry no it's okay because the beam the freezinator beam like goes up and hits a satellite and then gets reflected yeah, back yeah, to yeah. earth it it reflects off the satellite at like a 45 degree angle oh i know and i was like <laughs> i'm not a math expert but that means <laughs> that the natural history museum and the tv station are seven thousand miles apart <laughs> <laughs> like it's true. that doesn't make any sense this episode is, um, is fake uh anyway yeah, yeah. so it the t-rex is there and it gets frozen yeah so then it's can candace's parents go in and linda goes oh yes it is very lifelike and i was like linda <laughs> don't be rude <laughs> oh boy you know that dinosaur was real <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway uh then jeremy makes another appearance well phineas and ferber like because i don't her mom is linda's like did you have a good day at the museum? It's like, yeah, it feels like we really went back in time. And Lawrence is like, oh, I know what you feel like that. Yeah. Lawrence like, is a freaking nerd. Oh my gosh. And also anyway. because he used to live in the past. Yeah. <laughs> He's also a time traveler. Uh, and then, yeah, as they leave, Jeremy points out a fossil to Candace that Candace drew that's the C plus J with a heart around yeah. it. And I was like, hey, they, someone found that and put that in a museum. I they know. Were- I have like, that note also. What? <laughs> what are you doing? What? Also, it made me laugh because I was like, Candace knew that like the plan was that they were sending messages forward in time. Like she knew, yeah. like assuming that she bought into Phineas and Ferb sending their little message. Right. I was like, A, again, wasted prank potential. Like, do you have exactly. any idea the things you could have? Anyway. And then I was also just like, I wouldn't be like writing out personal information in the ground if i knew it was gonna get fossilized and put in a museum i know i'm like oh boy and then yeah to end jeremy sees a 
caveman display and they're wearing turtles as safety helmets and i was like what what and then also, that's the end stupid, okay but but like did yeah. you see how jeremy waves goodbye to candace <laughs> no it's he waves goodbye like a huge dork like not like a normal human <laughs> wave yeah he like does a little like a little like limp wristed like he's trying to like fan someone <laughs> who's too hot i was just like jeremy are you, is this your first human interaction first... oh boy funny. anyway sorry please good. continue no it's okay i just so then that's the end of the episode but the end like credit scene <laughs> my favorite after credit scene of all time yeah it's, i think uh... about it every day I know, because it's, okay, so it's Linda in bed, and she's, like, sleeping, but you hear Lawrence, and he's just going, fossils, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> but, like, over and over again, and then Linda wakes up and looks, yeah. and he's listening to the audio tape and going, He stole that audio <laughs> tour from that museum! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was he's like, just what? listening to it. <laughs> anyway, that's just the whole end credit scene. That is so funny so he's good. just listening to it like an audio book yeah only that part though Except he, like just the rewinding intro. it yeah fossils da, 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 da. Da. singing along <laughs> oh my gosh honestly yeah. also linda stares at him for like a long time he doesn't notice okay. but linda stares at him for like 20 full seconds yeah also listen uh i love lawrence but if i was linda and trying to sleep oh yeah i think i, I like, would get the freak uh, out of yeah <laughs> do that in the living room dude oh, man this is why she has a sensory deprivation tank yeah no kidding <laughs> all right well i have a migraine now um okay because this episode <laughs> this was too crazy it's so insane i feel like i I, I feel like I have less information than I did before. I don't feel like we yeah. solved anything. The Peter the Panda thing is just, it's going to haunt me for the rest of my life now. And I feel like it's not even explained in later. Like he comes back and it's just like a weird, the continuity of Peter the Panda is like so weird. Yeah. Maybe he's a ghost. So the relationship between Peter and Perry is also gets I mean like because I think later they like yeah I mean they're like professionals we'll like see. they're colleagues yeah exactly just, yeah. also <laughs> I just realized this but like they didn't unfreeze monograms okay I also yeah I had that thought I, think about that I was like right what? what the <laughs> I was like does that freezinator ray wear off because in five hours there's gonna be a cataclysmic event where a t-rex kills exactly. 15 people in the natural right? history I was like there's no way that you can unfreeze monogram and keep the dinosaur frozen right <laughs> yeah. what <Anyway>. whatever <laughs> one of them wore off they didn't solve that problem. oh man okay well I, it's yeah. I gotta go because no. this was yep. a, just a wild ride unless you have any last thoughts or anything I suddenly makes sense to you I'm going to wake up like in a cold sweat in the middle of the night. (laughs) I got it. It's like that scene from Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. The the peasant at the diner. At the diner. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, Well, I just would like to have a word with whoever wrote this. And uh, I just have one million questions to ask them. And then after that, it's fine. Awesome. Oh, boy. Good work. Cool. All right. Well. Goodbye. See ya. (laughs) See ya.